0: Warning: The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage.
1: To be a bar, you had to have food available soups sandwiches etc more than just hors d'oeuvres chicken wings (laughs) you had to have some substantive food the lowest level of substantive (laughs) food were sandwiches okay folks what can i say to you governor cuomo has gone full mussolini he said chicken wings are not substantial food for bars to be allowed to sell alcohol and um, Mussolini Cuomo has gone full Mussolini, banning visitors from 39 states. He's made New York State into a country under one-man rule. Right in front of your eyes, welcome to the Savage Nation, Rock and Roll Friday. Phone number is 855 Why are things melting down so rapidly? How can a group of communists, open communists, burn a portion of uh, Portland to the ground Use incendiary devices, military-grade um, camouflage suits. The mayor, Ted Wheeler, of course, is one of them. The mayor himself is a domestic terrorist. The attorney general of Oregon isn't a domestic terrorist. They are not liberals. Look at the arc of liberalism from where it's gone, from Woodstock, where it was allegedly about free love, love and peace, let give peace a chance, to now full combat against America. Where does it end? Do you really think it will end if the hologram in a basement wins the presidency? Do you actually think that it will end if that hologram wins? I don't think it will end. I'm not asking you any questions, but it's open mic to Mike Friday, 855 282 Last night, as I went to bed, I got an article about John Muir, one of the great environmentalists in American history, being called a racist. The Sierra Club, which he founded, now declared that he is uh, a racist. Can anyone listening to the show tell me if you know of any pure people of color? Any historical figures of color who are pure? And by the way, you want to talk about what John Muir said. I don't really care what he said. I care about what he achieved, frankly. He achieved great things. John Muir was one of the great conservationists in American history. And now America's oldest conservation organization is calling him a racist. They want him gone. Do you realize how insane this is becoming? John Muir helped convince Congress to establish Yosemite Valley as a national park. Okay. So let's say he said things that were considered by today's standards racist. Let's look at some of the icons of the people of color community. Cesar Chavez, do we know what he said in private? Or Martin Luther King Jr.? I know he's a saint. I know you can't say anything, but it's well known that uh, he wasn't faithful to his wife. It's known that he uh, plagiarized his Ph.D. thesis in parts. So should we take down all Martin Luther King Jr. monuments and, and, and statues and streets named for him? As someone wrote, judging people from the 19th century by 21st century standards, will make anyone come across as ignorant, crazed, and uneducated. If we only judge people by their dark sides and not their accomplishments, history books are going to be barren of people. No, they won't. They'll be filled with Karl Marx, Lenin, uh, and Stalin. So I tweeted, now the psycho leftists at the Sierra Club are calling John Muir a racist. It's getting crazier out there by the day. My show on Wednesday was entitled... Trump's federal police to stop domestic terrorists in Portland it was one of my most popular podcasts and most of you agree with it in fact we want Trump to get even tougher but I think that they have put Trump into a corner making him look like a fascist for simply trying to stop the uh, vermin from burning down the city this is how it's uh, gone now if you think that's bad you're right but I have more bad news for you I need to turn the show off if you want if you want a happy smile if you want a happy face if you want to hear good news, you're listening to the wrong show because I have nothing but bad news for you on this average <laughs> Nation. There's no good news out there. Nothing. Now, if you want a, you know, how to win friends and influence people type of show, you can find them. If you want a ha-ha, hee-haw, conservative fake show, you can get one of them too. The guys who sound like modified Glenn Beck's on laughing gas. No, that's not me. So here's a story for you to show you how fast... The country is melting down like Chernobyl. Rutgers English Department had de emphasize traditional grammar in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. I said, what, what the hell is this? It's from the College Fix. Uh, these initiatives, by the way, were spelled out by Rebecca Walkowitz, the so-called English Department, so-called chair at so-called Rutgers University. Now, Rutgers University was always like for the Sopranos children. It was always a 10th rate school to begin with. So what do you expect? You hire Rebecca Walkowicz to be the English department chair who probably specialized not in English, but in some sexual studies of some kind under the guise of English. So she comes out with a list of anti-racist directives and initiatives for the upcoming fall and spring semesters. And it's going to uh, de-emphasize traditional grammar rules. Now, if you de-emphasize traditional grammar rules, what you have is no grammar. But this is Animal Farm now. So, Walkowitz sent this email out on Juneteenth, which allegedly celebrates the commemoration of emancipation from slavery in the United States. Now, Walkowitz was never a slave, but of course, she has embraced it as though she was. And it was entitled, Department Actions in Solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Her email states that the ongoing and future initiatives that the English Department has planned are, quote, a way to contribute to the eradication of systemic inequalities facing black... Indigenous and people of color. One of the initiatives is described as incorporating critical grammar into our pedagogy. What does this mean? Under a so-called critical grammar pedagogy, they're going to eliminate grammar at all so that anyone can write anything in any illiterate form and it could be considered great English. You will encourage students to develop a critical awareness of the variety of choices available to them with regard to micro-level issues in order to empower them and equip them to push against biases based on written accents. Okay. And uh, I don't actually know what it's going to look like, but apparently you understand where we're going. So now if you write with no grammar whatsoever, it's considered great English at Rutgers University. This is who's teaching English now, at least at Rutgers, Rebecca Wilkowitz, the English department chair. This is what the university becomes. So you got a Cuomo governor who declares that chicken wings are not food. And you need substantive food uh, in order to sell alcohol. I don't always come up with this now. Did you hear Cuomo at the beginning of the show? Am I talking to myself? Does anyone know what to play Cuomo again? I think they missed it. This is the this is now the new lowest level of politics in America Cuomo has gone full Mussolini. Listen to this.
0: To be a bar,
1: you had to have food available. Okay. Soups, sandwiches, <laughs> etc. Okay. More than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings. Okay. You had to have some substantive food. What? The, the lowest level sure? of substantive food were sandwiches. Are or worse? Did he go to Rutgers University for his English training under Wolkowitz? What do you mean the lowest level of substantive food were sandwiches? You mean our sandwiches? Jim, can you figure this out? So is the great governor Cuomo saying that if you make a sandwich, you can sell alcohol? That's considered bar food? Yes. But he said the lowest level of substantive food were. He meant is or are sandwiches. But I guess he's a product of of Rutgers University uh, revisionism. Okay. So now if you want to sell alcohol, you have to sell substantive food like a sandwich. A sandwich. You got a sandwich for Cuomo? All right. Let's move on. Let us move on. So Pelosi now goes full Nazi, setting off shockwaves amongst Jewish community when she referred to the use of federal troops as stormtroopers. Here is the deranged Nancy Pelosi clip three. Listen to this now.
0: The use of stormtroopers under the guise of law and order is a tactic that is not uh, appropriate to our country in any way. It's-
1: So the Jewish groups went Meshuggah saying, how dare you use the word stormtroopers when you damn well know that stormtroopers were outright Nazis who did really terrible things to people, including Jewish people. And the federal police are absolutely not stormtroopers. Nancy, how dare you appropriate such a term? Of course, it won't go anywhere because of the vermin in the media. They're in the same league as Nancy Pelosi. uh, So she could say anything she wants. Of course, if it was a, let us say it was a conservative saying that using misappropriating the term stormtrooper for, let's say, a conservative reason, what would happen? Oh, the ADL, forget about it. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine what the ADL would do? So uh, look, you want to call about progressivism, which is a violence disorder. You can quote me on that. Years ago, I published a book called Liberalism is a Mental Disorder, and it's being widely quoted right now. People said, gee, I didn't know how far ahead of your time you were. I didn't know that you were right. It is a mental disorder. It is a mental disorder. We know that. I'm almost sorry that my new book coming out September 15th is called Our Fight for America. I would really like to change it if I could, but it's too late to progressivism is a violence disorder, but it's too late for that one. And I'm sure somebody will steal it. Someone with a law degree in the talk radio business who makes believe they're a talk show host and a conservative after sticking their, their greasy mitt out for PPP money. Yeah, it's a crazy world out there now speaking of entertainment, which I've not been doing or you could look upon all of this as entertainment if you'd like But it's not really not funny because this is getting very bad very fast And uh, I don't like the direction it's going in and I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better as well-established things uh, often do So on Netflix last night, I watched the highly touted show fierce city about the New York versus the mafia And the only reason I watched this is because they tried in the coming attractions to show that President Trump was somehow tied in with the mafia in his construction years in New York. So I figured, okay, let's see what they have. I knew it would be a hit piece. So I watched a two or three part series. There's nothing about Trump in the whole thing. There's one quote from one of the uh, Goombas who was caught on an FBI tape saying, There's money in it. There's plenty of money in it. There's 19 million from the Trump building. That was the whole deal. Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. Everyone knows that to pour a yard of concrete in New York, in those days, you had to do work with the unions. We knew who ran the unions. There was no mystery about it. But the show I watched was pretty bad. And all I could think about the show on Netflix called Fierce City, New York vs. the Mafia, is it's nothing, it's crap. And I really hated Rudy Giuliani after it. I hated him even more than I do now. Uh, Giuliani, by the way, is seen as a great hero for destroying for having destroyed the five big crime families, right? So what do we have now? Now that the five big crime families were destroyed by Rudy Giuliani, what do we have now? Well, I wrote down last night, we've gone from organized crime to disorganized crime. And we've gone from five families to, what, 50,000 crime families in America now? So it's better because Giuliani put the heads of the families away? I mean, it's all very colorful to watch. But I ask you, is this a better, better generation We've gone in one generation from organized crime to disorganized crime, thanks to Rudy Giuliani and the FBI. Maybe if you look at it in in retrospect, it wasn't such a good thing what he did. Now, listen to me. I'm not glorifying criminals. Don't get me wrong at all. The criminals that were glorified in that time and popularized in The Godfather and in, in The Sopranos and other movies were certifiably evil bad men. They stole businesses from people. They tortured people. They killed people. However, and there's a big however, there was a certain structure and a certain organizational capacity amongst these people to keep the crime under control. You hear what I'm saying? For example, in those days, they never hurt families of of targeted victims. Never. Look what's happened now. Nobody is off limits anywhere. I can go down the list, but I don't want to make this into a crime, a crime show. My point is, looking backwards, do you think Giuliani really did the world a favor by bringing down the five families? He launched himself into the mayorship, and he did straighten the city out, give him credit for that. He has not done a very good job for Donald Trump. He was all over the map. He looked like he was six sheets to the wind half the time. He was in the front of the cameras like he's always been an egomaniac, narcissist, not doing the president any favor until eventually a president finally pushed him aside because he was doing him more harm than good. So Giuliani's always been a, a, a camera hound. Wherever there was a camera, he'd push people out of the way to stick his face in front of it. Okay, there are people like that. We understand that. But now Giuliani's been marginalized. You don't hear much from him anymore. You know, I think even Donald Trump people, Donald Trump's people realized that the guy was more of a deficit than an asset. So here we are today. That's all. It's a Friday show. It's, oh, my God, I ran into the first stop set. Jim, you were supposed to stop me before I talk more. It is 20 minutes after the hour. I can't say it because there's a different time everywhere because there's a delay and a this. Forget about it. I didn't say 20 minutes after the hour. It's sometime after the hour, and I'm going to take a break, and the phone number here is 855-407-282.
0: The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand.
1: Remember, progressivism is a violence disorder. Welcome back to The Savage Nation. I have only a minute here. It's a frightening thing going on here. I have never had such call volume in in my recent years in radio. I've never seen anything like it. People are so pent up and wanting to talk. And I know I've introduced a lot of topics. Let me throw in one more in the minute that remains before another 17-minute cluster of things you absolutely must go out and buy. Um, Well, it's about the virus. And on Wednesday on the show, I said to you that my fear was the virus was going to mutate. It didn't mean I was a genius because I'm a trained epidemiologist. I studied virology and it was logical that the virus would mutate. Well, then we get a report yesterday that the virus has mutated into a far more infectious form. It's not more lethal, but more infectious, which is why so many hospital beds are full all of a sudden. A lot of people are getting hit with this virus. They're not dying from it. But listen to me carefully now. I'll make another suggestion. And I'm not Fauci who can't throw a ball out at a ball game. What a chick throw that was. What was that? It was like, you know, Arnold Stang throwing a ball. I never saw anything like it. His, his, his epidemiology is equal to his uh, pitching. I'm afraid the virus is gonna, is going to mutate by combining with a more lethal virus, like an HIV virus, and then you're going to have a worldwide population meltdown like you can't believe. It could happen. It could happen. I'll explain it when I come back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Sorry, I'm eating on air. I used to do this. No one complained. If the woke people are saying that you don't have to speak correct English in order to speak English and get a PhD from Rutgers, where is it written that I, as a talk show host, I'm not allowed to eat on air and violate all the rules of broadcasting? So I'm eating my leftover COVID Chinese food for blast. Now What's your business? I don't go out much. I'm eating leftover COVID Chinese. It's very good. Unbelievable. The masks. The three masketeers serve it to me wherever I go. Anyway. Jewish group says Pelosi's stormtrooper quip offensive to Jews across the world. Well, this is actually a good group. This is a conservative group called the Conference of Jewish Affairs. It's not that other group of crybabies. The Conference of Jewish Affairs condemned the stormtroopers term as a vile insult toward federal officers helping to keep peace in the streets. They said Nancy Pelosi's deliberate use of the term stormtroopers to describe America's Homeland Security officers quelling riots and protecting people in Portland is a vile accusation against our good officers and offensive to Jews across the world. Unquote, Rabbi Aryeh Spiro said in a statement, Good for you, Rabbi. Thanks for being one of the good ones. Thank you very much new coronavirus mutation causes outbreaks to spread more quickly. I told you what happened on Wednesday. We read about it yesterday. Turns out that the new mutation is known as D614G. It's forming clusters more quickly than the original virus from Wuhan, China. And this mutation exists in the spike protein of the virus, which is a very important way that the coronavirus can enter human cells through the spike. And so this mutation has been increasing in frequency. What's interesting is that viruses are very smart. Viruses are very intelligent, and they keep mutating in order to spread. And this mutation was predicted first by computer modeling, and now it's changing. Again, so it's uh, spreading more quickly, but it's not more lethal. But by the same commonsensical approach and a little knowledge of epidemiology and virology, The virus could mutate again by combining with a more lethal pathogen, by the way. It may not even be another virus. It could create itself into a cocktail of a virus, let us say, and a bacterium. Can you imagine that one? And then you're going to have something that we cannot control at all. It's really reaching some kind of biblical proportions right now between the psychopaths in the streets the psychopaths in Congress, and of course, this virus out of control. But what am I supposed to do here? I mean, I got a radio show, so I'm bringing up all these topics, and you're calling on them. And um, we got a great caller here in San Jose. Scott on line four, what's your topic, please? Go ahead. Good afternoon, sir, glad to speak with you. When you said that Rutgers University was trying to, I guess, let them write any way they want, that's basically Mm -hmm. lowering lowering their standards hmm. People people pay to send their kids to college. You don't want to pay to have substandard instruction. Didn't. Well, yes, you do. If your child shouldn't shouldn't be there to begin with because they didn't make the grades and they were forced in through a social engineering. Then the kid can't keep up. What do you do? You say that everyone's a racist. Wasn't it back in the 80s or the early 90s that Brooklyn tried to push that Ebonics thing? Like, you know, let them speak the way... Because they, they don't ask you a question, they ax you a question. Or It's laziness. They just want to be... Don't ask me a question, I won't tell you no lie. I don't know. Yeah, when you hear the word ax, it's a giveaway. But uh, <laughs> there's, other, there's other giveaways of geniuses in our society. Axe is one of them. There's a few other uh, clear man. <laughs> so here's where this goes. So eventually... The violent progressives will come to realize that they have too many people in English and social sciences, which are non-studies anyway, uh, the way they're teaching. So they say, well, there's not enough minorities in engineering and hard science. So now you're going to have to take a quota of minorities who can't get in otherwise based upon their race, which is, of course, violation of everything we believe in in America, and push them into engineering and science. So when the kid graduates, how is the child who graduates a school, he wasn't entitled to get in to begin with, how is he going to do the work? Now, let's take it all the way up the line to becoming a pilot, an airline pilot. You have to be pretty good in mathematics. You have to have certain spatial skills, right? You have to be able to read English very well to understand or read a language very well to read technical instructions. You have to learn how to read a radar panel. So you're going to put an in a pilot seat who can't fly an airplane. And then what? If you refuse to fly with them, they'll call you a racist, totally understand where you're coming well okay this is systemic racism against america this is called systemic racism i'll tell you what racism is here is racism calling all white people something or other you say all white people are evil that's racism right or wrong you're you're right on the number comes right out of their mouths though every day all white people are this all white males are that that's racism i i wish at one all right i wish i wish upon a star that's all that's all. Uh, I wish upon a star. What other topic you want to talk about? Uh, what questions do you have for me? Okay, let's go pure pol- political. Boring. Hit the boring bell, Jim. Cook Political Report said Democrats favor to take back Senate with just over 100 days until 2020 election. Now, the nonpartisan Cook Political Report on Thursday said that Trump's low polling numbers in comparison to the hologram on the democrat side are very worrisome and the cook political report is predicting based upon these projections that the dems are going to take back the senate and the presidency now the senate hasn't been flipped during the presidential election year since 1980 as you well know the communists currently control the house and the cook political report predicts that the the uh, communists will likely maintain, if not grow, their majority in the House of uh, Communists. And Florida moved from toss-up to lean Democrat. Indiana moved from solid R to likely R. Kansas from solid R to likely R. And Missouri from solid R to likely R. So politically, we have a, a change coming according to the Cook Report. Again, I have never been polled. I don't know anyone has been polled. There could be surprises but I'll tell you what I think is is going to happen. It's not that there's going to be a massive increase of voters for the hologram and Democrats. I think there's going to be a massive non-turnout by Trump voters from the last election. This is what I'm trying to say to you. I didn't say you should not vote, but listen to me very carefully, please. Quote me correctly. Many of you, millions of you who put Trump over the top, had given up on the political system until 2015 came along. And people like myself pushed you to go out and vote one more time, saying we have to we have to make a difference against that evil man Obama. Remember? Okay, so Obama was finished anyway, so in his footsteps there was following Hillary Clinton. So we pushed you to go out and vote. You're not going to vote again. I can guarantee you as I sit here, many of you have thrown your hands up and you're just not going to bother voting. You're so disgusted on so many levels with what you got as opposed to what you thought you were going to get Now, you can't blame Trump for this 100 percent, but, you know, he has to take some responsibility. The fact is he's been stopped and stymied at every turn with lies and deceit, false accusations, false investigations. But some of it is his doing alone. And we all know that as well. And I'm going to vote for him, but I'm telling you, millions of you are not going to vote. That's what's going to happen. You're just not going to vote at all. And so it's not going to be a landslide of people voting. Sorry, for damn Chinese. It's not going to be a landslide of people voting for Biden. It'll be a landslide of people who stop voting altogether, throwing their hands up, saying, I can't take any more of this. I hate it all. That's what I think is going to happen. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. That's all. I do hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right. I don't want to have that hologram in there because he's not going to be the president. The hologram will be the—I'm trying to speak fast now, like Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas. Apparently, people like the voice of a millennial who doesn't shave. So let me see if I can speak like Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas. very popular today, an unthreatening male voice. You sound like someone on helium. I don't know. The girls seem to like guys who sound like they're on helium all the time with undescended brains. Uh, okay, I can't even do it. I'd rather do something else. I don't, It's too stressful. Let's go to the mafia thing. I was talking earlier, in case you tuned in a little later, about the Netflix thing, Fear City. Drag. You've seen it a hundred times before. The guy in the chair with the big arms, you know, the steroid arms or the tattoos. Yeah, we had a good thing going, man. And then Giuliani came along. He threw me in a can for five years. Wasn't a good time no more. All right, so we went from organized crime to disorganized crime in one generation, thanks to Rudy Giuliani. Is it better or worse? This show is about how Giuliani took down the five big crime families. And now what do we have? 50,000 crime families. So tell me what's better. You're going to have crime no matter what you do. Do you understand that? You never. It's like trying to eradicate the air. People... We'll always want vices. That's from the beginning of civilized time. There was always like a vice thing. So you're going to have people who are going to provide these vices. Wouldn't you rather have it controlled rather than uncontrolled? Right now we have mayhem and there are no rules whatsoever. Everybody knows that. So Giuliani, looking back, did a terrible thing. When he was mayor, he did a very good thing. He started with the squeegee men and he he did save the city compared to Dinkins. Remember what Dinkins did? Dinkins makes Cuomo look like a, rat, a right-wing conservative. What Dinkins did to that city, I remember leaving the city at that time. I ran out of New York in uh, what were you 69 70 something around there? No, I left in sixty-eight. There was talk the city was going to, you know, be burned down and it would turn into a madhouse. Nothing would be left. And uh, we, thank God we were wrong. But many of us left New York at that time because it was unmanageable. It was a horrible place. Horrible. And some people stayed behind and made their fortunes and slum housing and stuff. They hired uh, bad people to go beat people up and get them out of apartments and then, you know, gentr- try, gentrify them. I wasn't oriented in that direction. So and I went on to the another world, scholarly world, whatever it was. And here I am many years later. I made the right choices. You know, life has to be lived forward, but it can only be understood backward. That was written by somebody, not me. I forget who it was. I don't know what was Huxley or he was quoting uh, Blake. Life must be lived forward, but it can only be understood backward. And believe me, I have a lot of time right now between shows. I've just finished the book. I have a lot of spare time. It's true I manage socials. I manage my website with some good help. But truthfully, I have a lot of time on my hands with COVID. And I'm thinking about the past a lot now. I'm thinking a lot about all the choices I made in my life. You know, was this a good one? Was this a bad one? What if I had turned this way instead of that way? What if I didn't do this? What if I did do that? You ever do that? Well, they say, don't look back, Jim, right? But you do it anyway, because it's a human condition to look back, right? I'm not going to go into like a whole thing here on the soul. What did I do right? At the end of the day, I did the right thing, because here I am, all these decades later, I did the right thing. I've done my best to try to do the right thing for society, myself, and my family. That's all a man can ask for. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Shall I drift into 1957 nostalgia? Springland, New York. South Fallsburg, New York. The car wreck story. Again, you heard it a hundred times. You see, we are riding along a highway there. I must have been a little kid at the time. I don't remember how old. It was beautiful. The whole family was in the car, relatives. And it was a summer day where you just, nothing bothered you, right? You're surrounded by family. You feel great. And we come upon a car wreck that had just occurred. And there were people all over the road. It was a country road. They were all over the place. I mean, bleeding. The car was upside down, smoke coming out of the car. And as a kid, you look out the window, you say, what? the?" If you don't see this, it's like frightening. Bobby people moaning your instinct is to get out even as a kid to help I'll never forget. I I'm not putting anyone down My uncle decided to just drive on. He didn't want to get involved. They said go on don't get involved No, people did that. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. You'd like to hear he jumped out and gave her a He didn't he drove on. That's all I never forgot that story and I I'm not trying to, you know, he's dead. He's long dead He was a nice guy but People didn't want to get involved uh, at any time in this type of thing. They figured they didn't know what to do anyway with someone who was that sick. Who'd you leave it to? The police. The state troopers knew what they were doing. I can't wait to see when the progressives have a car wreck or the last to help him. A social worker? Who's the progressive going to call when he has a heart attack? A social worker or a cop? Idiot morons. There's a story you must hear about. I'm out of time already. I'm gagging. Portland protesters... Worry violence is taking away from Black Lives Matter message. Duh. I mean, mean, taking away from. So apparently, the blacks are fighting now with the white punks. And the white punks with combat gear are trying to set the uh, federal building on fire. So the black guy's screaming, I'm sick of you doing this. I'm sick of it. The white punk doesn't listen to him. So the black protester punches the white punk in the mouth several times, knocking him to the ground. Then a girl jumps in. Teal Linzeth, 21, says, Do not come out in a fight. We can't afford violence. That's after white punks, aligned with Black Lives Matter, shot fireworks at the front door, tried to shake the fence loose, tried to set the building on fire, and now black people are saying their movement is being hijacked. By the white college punks who claim they're peaceful. None of them are peaceful. At this point, it is one and the same.
0: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm already tired from the Chinese food.
1: I'd like to take a nap already, but I got another hour to do. All right, so El Presidente just gave a speech on price controls, calling it not socialism. And you, the dunces, will tell me it's not socialism but it is socialism president trump just said he's going to introduce government price controls on prescription drugs and what are you going to tell me it's maga maga it's socialism schmendrick okay but because he did it it's not socialism he just said we're going to have price controls on prescription drugs this is not the right approach to lowering drug prices all wrong Now, I'm going to give you a history on this, a little history. It's called Nixon Shock. Now, Nixon Shock was a series of economic measures undertaken by U.S. President Nixon in 71 uh, in response to increasing inflation. And he took on the inflation by introducing wage and price freezes, surcharges on imports, the unilateral cancellation of the direct international convertibility of the United States dollar to gold. Nixon issued ex- Executive Order eleven six fifteen, imposing a 90-day freeze on wages and prices in order to counter inflation. This was the first time the U.S. government had enacted wage and price control since World War II. What happened? It was a mixed economic bag. It brought on the stagflation of the 1970s. It led to the instability of floating currencies. And the dollar plunged by a third during the 1970s. The German mark, uh, which was allowed to float in May of 71, appreciated. Moreover, the Nixon shock unleashed enormous speculation against the dollar, which, by the way, is coming in this country. That's how, by the way, that's how uh, Soros made his money, by speculating against currencies. That's how that Ganef made his money. All right, so here we are. Trump is now pushing socialism under the guise of, of what? Do you understand what he just said, or is it too new and because Mickey Mouse and laughing gas didn't tell you what to think, you don't know what to think? Well, the president just invigorate your breakdown. I told you what he just did. All right, so forget about it. It's a topic no one wants to talk about. If you want to talk about the other boring topics, let's go for it. Which is eight five five four seven two eight two. Let's play a little sound. We had the Blasio on the restaurant job, the chicken wings. I got to play the chicken wing one. I'm sorry. Here's clip seven from Generalissimo Como, who turned New York into a a country. Listen to this. To be a bar, you had to have food available. Let's stop. I want to stop. I want to do voice analysis. Make believe I'm a CIA operative listening to his voice. What is wrong with that man's voice? There's something off with it. Normally a man would say to be a bar you have to have food available. Soup, sandwiches, etc. He doesn't say that. He says, To be a bar, play it again. I'm gonna do a voice analysis for you on the Savage Nation. To be a bar, you had to have it. food. Hold it. I best. feel like I'm listening to a foreign tongue. To be a bar is there a voice analyst listening to the Savage Nation who tell me what's wrong with this picture? The man says chicken wings are not substantial enough to be considered food. What if a person likes chicken wings and considers it food? You're going to tell them a chicken wing isn't a food? It's got to be a sandwich? What, made by a sub a sub sandwich company that you... I don't. What, what's wrong with these people? All right, whatever. We know what's wrong with them. Then Mayor de Blasio, one of the worst in the history of the world, uh, talking about federal forces when, of course, he won't use the police. They deball the police, neutralize the police. They're calling the police that Trump sends in to stop the burning, looting, killing, and call them stormtroopers. They're crazy. Fauci slams critics at attacking him for not wearing a mask at Nationals game. What a fraud he is. I've called him the Fugazi from the beginning. I know who he is. Going back to the AIDS epidemic, a, a plant, by the way, of the drug industry. Fauci was put in during the AIDS epidemic as a plant of the pharmaceutical industry. Do you know any bureaucrat who survived as many years as he has? Over 40 years in the government. How did he keep his job this long? How? You can't put three and four together and come up with 17? Uh, let's see. Chomsky. Forget him. A lunatic. Too much corn for the youth. This guy, Norm Chomsky, is a communist moron. Says, four more years of Trump may doom the human species. Literally. He adds it literally. Chomsky it was too much seltzer that got in the brain. I don't know what it was. Chomsky was probably raised on, you know, communism... Uh, was probably too light for his parents, Chomsky. He's considered some great hero now of the left, Chomsky. Well, play Chomsky in Clip 11. Let's listen to what Seltzer does to her mind.
0: The reason why this is the most important election in history... Wait, wait, is
1: that his real nothing... voice. Robert, Robert, he really speaks like that? It is a Seltzer derangement syndrome. It's SDS. Let's listen to it again.
0: The reason why this is the most important election in history has nothing to do with this. Four more years of Trump's climate policies again. Climate and nuclear policies again. Nuclear might
1: simply doom the species. Right, I turn it species. off. This guy is a you know. This guy belongs. My mother rests a peace in in the old age homes in Boca. He could. <laughs> he's already ready for the for the for the for the for the senility ward. First of all, the voice already is a giveaway.
0: Uh, Four years of dooming the species.
1: So now he's worried about nuclear policies. We haven't heard about nuclear in a while. Now it's nuclear and now it's climate. Whatever Trump does is the most evil thing on the earth. What's this now? Rubio? Oh, Rubio! I never liked him. I call him the ice cream man. Cometh. I never liked him. Listen, here's Rubio in clip 12. Let's hear him. In a time of conflict or national emergency, this nation's always had a deficit spend. In the Civil War, it had to do it. In World War Two, it had to do it. I don't know for sure, but I imagine World War One as well. You I don't imagine? want to do it, but you have no choice. You don't want to do if it? If the war, there won't be... All right, you turn them no... off. All right, so there is a quote conservative. He's a conservative like Mickey Mouse and Laughing Gas, or like the other lawyers who became talk show hosts. No choice but to deficit spend during the COVID pandemic? Yes, there is a choice to not spend you more on you. Uh, Hillary Clinton. She's back, Hillary? I have not heard her voice in a while. You know who the happiest woman on the planet is? Hillary Clinton, because she didn't win. Could you imagine if she was trying to manage this madness now with the virus? Think about this. What bad luck Trump had. He created the best economy America's seen in 70 years. Then the virus hits. Now it's the worst. Could you imagine if she had been president and the virus came in? What would she do? Threaten it and call it a deplorable virus? And, and think it would be, go away out of shame? So she's the happiest woman on earth. Her and Bill are really having fun down there in the Ozarks. Spending a summer vacation on a rowboat in the Ozarks, reliving their youth. Let's hear clip 13 of Hillary Clinton.
0: If we took mask wearing seriously, social distancing seriously,
1: oh, we could
0: get the virus under control in four to six weeks. And that's not mm-hmm, just me mm-hmm. saying it, that's people within the All Trump right, administration. Stop. That's like
1: saying, unless we stop global uh, emissions, the planet's going to die in exactly nine years. Exactly nine, not eight and a half, not eight and three quarters, not nine and a half. Exactly nine years we have left, according to uh, the hologram in the basement. So, in other words, mask-wearing, social distancing. Okay. She says Trump was ill-prepared to be president, and he didn't do the right thing. He's the one who shut down travel from China while Nancy Pelosi was walking around Chinatown telling you to go have dim sum. It was safe. Do you remember? You forgot that already? You You have amnesia? You have the San Francisco Chronicle amnesia? You caught the virus? She marched around Grant Avenue and said, come and enjoy dim sum. This was in February. While Trump had already closed down travel from China. I mean, what's right is right here. She she was telling you to eat dim sum in Chinatown. when He said, no more travel from China. All right, what's the difference? You know, the brainwashing is so heavy that uh, people don't remember the, 10 minutes ago, let, let alone McConnell, Legala, what's the gobbler doing? Him and the wife, you know what kind of money they're raking in? The coal man, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky McConnell, Kentucky Mitch. How did this guy ever get where he is? Never mind the gullet. That can happen to anyone at a certain point in their life where it hangs down like like a thing, like a turkey neck under the. So I call him the gobbler, just so you understand. I think and pick the grams. But the gobbler is such a nightmare with the spending. Then the wife, with the shipping company. Oh, come on. She got on the PPP, the family shipping company. Eileen Chow. Is that her name? See, the memory is still kicking in pretty good. The wife is Eileen Chow. The family's in the shipping business. They got plenty of geld from the PPP money. Then he's the coal guy. Plenty of money for coal companies that aren't selling anything. Bernie Sanders is back. Oh, my goodness. Let's hear clip 18. Here's Bernie the commie Sanders. Let's listen to him now.
0: We have got to come together uh, oh. to defeat
1: a president uh, who is a pathological oh, I missed him, uh, whose you know. whose rejection
0: of science He's has an expert. led to the unnecessary an expert deaths on of thousands of thousands of people during this terrible Why not uh, pandemic, who racist, is, in fact, sexist, a racist homophobe. and a sexist and a homophobe and a, homophobe and a xenophobe. Pro so and our major Sorry, Bernie, is to you're not up with
1: the times. Bernie, Donald- shut, shut up, Seltzer man. He's not up to his times and I think he should be people who are woke should attack Bernie Sanders because he only said racist, sexist, homophobe, and xenophobe. He did not say transphobic. By not saying Trump is transphobic, he's part of the problem. And I think he now has to be eliminated from the political world. Bernie is now passe because he didn't add transphobic. Oh boy do I miss him. Now they're saying if he doesn't get reelected he's gonna use secret police to stay in office. Yeah, right. Did you hear that one yet? Here's a montage of Dems media alleging Trump is prepping the military to steal the election. This is why they've been stealing the election since Obama came to power with illegal alien votes. How do you think they get in office? All the people who actually work, provide taxes, hate these progressive slime, these salient They hate them. And they ask, how do they get in office? How? By stealing elections. By not permitting voter ID. What do you think stealing an election is? Here, let's listen to the montage.
0: A trial run for a kind of genu- a genuine attempt to, to, to through intimidation and potentially through force to try to uh,
1: w- to try to steal this election If he loses and I expect that he will, uh, we have to be prepared for things that this nation has never faced um, before. And unfortunately, that could involve the use of uh, you know yeah. these these forces. It has That's been America suggested Hilda.
0: that this is a trial run for the president of the United States, uh, who, to who may one. be organizing the bank uh, to not accept uh, what happens when we have the, the election.
1: I think we should all take very seriously the prospect that this is, as I say, a dress
0: rehearsal, a trial another one, another run. With a you list. don't draw a line in the sand. This country may be looking down the barrel of martial oh. law oh, shut in the, the middle up. of an election. Okay, turn this it off. I I do- had a,
1: oh, it's enough. It's enough. I, I got into a sweat, and it wasn't the COVID Chinese uh, leftovers. I just got into a sweat from these psychopaths. You talk about panicking the population into a big lie. Wow, are they evil? Who are these people evil? So now is Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, a domestic terrorist who belongs, should be sent to to Guantanamo with the rioters they all need a good Cuban vacation of at least six years and uh, when it's over we can consider doing a deal with Russia maybe they'd like a switch to a cold climate like Siberia after let's say six years in, in Guantanamo they can get tired of the Sun you have to be humane about it so after that you do a deal with Putin who will be president until he's 105 and you send the protesters and Ted Wheeler to a, a president in the Ukraine I mean in Siberia sorry Ukraine's too warm in the summer, the actual summer in Ukraine. That's where the, the knish came from. Actually, the verenka came from the Ukraine my mother used to make and they're really good. It's a dough with a stuffing, she used potato and onion. Wonderful, every society by the way has, I love this with the idiots who are against wheat, the morons, it's used since the beginning of, of recorded history, every society on earth uses wheat that can grow wheat. In Mexico, it's a tamale. In South America, it's something with dough. I ate something from Argentina two weeks ago. Everything is wrapped in dough. But to these schmucks, the woke morons who don't even know how to eat, let alone how to man, See, they're experts on society, but they don't even know what to eat. So they tell every society that's eating wheat, they're stupid. They don't know what they're doing. The tamale is no good. The taco is no good. Uh, the pita bread is no good. In the Middle East, they use a wheat. Whatever you have that's made of wheat, the, the woke people who are so stupid, they don't even know what to eat. They tell you, wheat is no good. Wheat's poisoning, poisoning the earth. Then you say to them, moron, mankind has been eating wheat since it's been cultivated. Yeah, but then they give you this one. It's a different wheat. There's a different strain, and this one causes every disease known to mankind. And if only you ate what I ate, you'd be like me, a psychopathic rioter who burns things down and considers himself a, a, an advanced human being. That's all. Am I are any short of time again? All right. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. Return in a moment. The
0: Savage Nation, it's
1: Savage On Demand. Rutgers English Department, they emphasize tr- traditional de- grammar in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. So then you talk like this, uh, you cannot write a sentence, uh, you go to the head of the class at Rutgers, that's all. White violence overrides being imp- Fauci's pitch is like his handling of COVID. Jim, is that the tape you put together him throwing like a chick? A, a sixth grader? Did you see that pitch, that loser? And then he was saw, seen in the stands without a mask on, that double-talking phony. You know, the day he takes the shot himself, the, the forced vaccine that they're going to bring around, I'd like to see him take the shot first. That's what I want to see. How do I know what's in it, though? It could be fake. I'll tell you, I, I hereby volunteer to administer the uh, coronavirus vaccine to, to Anthony Fauci on public television. But how will I know what's in the vial? I won't even know. What do I know? It could be something, you know, like, I don't know what's in there. Uh, What do you want to talk about in the Savage Nation? It's a rock and roll Friday. Let it go already. You're not going to sell. You know, it's going to get so bad before the election. Nancy Pelosi rejects short-term unemployment extension. She wants long-term government support. She does not want short-term extension of unemployment benefits. What she wants is forever government benefits. So you will be dependent upon... Her and her goon squad. Could you understand that this ends very badly for everyone, including those of you with your hands out? Even you fake conservatives. CNS, conservative news service. They had the handout pretty good. That, that moron here, part of the, of, of, of the, of the cartel, had the handout for as much money as he could grab, millions of dollars. Conservative news service. Good friend of the, of the Rush cartel. And you buy it. Everyone buys everything. Michael Savage, a host like no other. All right, there's the savage nation. Okay, so now China's retaliating because we caught a spy. China orders USA to close consulate. Prelude to war. That's all. This could be uh, the Republicans' October surprise. You know, there's always a surprise, you know that. Every administration in American history, when they get into political trouble, what do they do, boys and girls? Raise your hand if you know the answer. I'm going to give you a count of three. What does every president do if they're down in the polls before an election, it begins with a W and it ends with an R. So I would expect, uh, um, oh, a little a little shootout in the South China Sea. And if you think we automatically win, I'm not no, so sure. We had the suspicious aircraft carrier fire on the Bonhomme Richard two weeks ago. Forget about that one. They buried that one in the news. That was could have been espionage, spying, sabotage. Look, I was on a Bonhomme Richard during the Navy week. I saw a Chinese woman journalist with a camera giving, she was given a cook's tour of the aircraft carrier. Every part of that ship she was taking pictures of. I didn't know what I was looking. This was five years ago. They know how our ships work. So we have two aircraft carriers, if not three, deactivated now. Don't be so sure with what we have on these ships today, which looks like a bad high school, that we could win a war with China, even a limited war. Okay? Have a nice Friday. If you don't, don't blame me.
0: The Westwood One Podcast Network.